0: Welcome to "Invest in Yourself: The Digital Entrepreneur Podcast." Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host Phil Better and his special guest today on "Invest in Yourself: The Digital Entrepreneur Podcast." Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, your host with the most Phil better, the podcast mogul who helps you grow your podcast or even start your podcast. Today, I'm very pleased to have Clara Campano. I think I got that right on the episode. Clara, please introduce yourself and let my audience know a bit about yourself.
1: Fantastic. Phil, thank you so much for having me. And when I had the opportunity to be here with you, just even the t- title alone, Invest in Yourself. That is exactly what we need to be doing. So I love that you're doing this. And I just encourage everybody to, every day, take five minutes at least to invest in yourself. So a little bit about me. So again, my name is Clara Capano. I am a speaker, trainer, and I bill myself as the strategist for the smart woman. And what I really focus on is women business owners who are really looking to gain traction, not just in their business life, but also in their personal life, You know that woman who is feeling like she's on the hamster wheel, who just wants to take more control back of both her life and her business. And I'm just able to give really simple strategies to help with that. And so I'm a speaker, trainer and author kind of in that realm and just love being able to to help shed some light on making life simpler for everyone.
0: Oh, I love that. I love how you, you you niche down to a very specific type of individual, which I love, the smart women. I'm raised by a woman. I, I love women. The women are like, I think it's great that we see a lot more women entrepreneurs entering the workforce. I, I had a couple interviews uh, today talking with f- other female entrepreneurs and that. So it's always great to see that in that nice balance of yin and yang, if you will, feminine and masculinity. Um, now, how long have you been in the entrepreneurial world?
1: Yeah. I jumped into the entrepreneurial world in 2009. Before that, I have been, I come from the field of real estate. So I was a sale. I was on the sales team selling real estate. I then went into leadership and it was in 2009 that I took the leap and I went into more real estate coaching and training with a company called Ninja Selling that I'm still with and very much love. And I was really nervous to do it because I had come from the world of security, you know, having the salary, having the 401k, having the insurance, having the corporate card. I love the corporate <laughs> card. I think but, everybody
0: misses that when they go on. Yeah,
1: exactly. And, you know, I was terrified, but I also knew going back to, again, your title, invest in yourself. I knew I couldn't grow into the best version of myself while I was still working for somebody else, if that makes sense. I really just knew I wanted to to be more, to give more and to just work at a higher level. And I found that, you know, the entrepreneurial world was calling me and my family's a bunch of entrepreneurs. So it must have trickled through my gene pool, but I fought it for many years because I was scared. I was scared to you know, let go of the security. What if I failed? But I realized that I actually have more security, more flexibility, freedom. And I, yeah, I don't think I could ever go back.
0: Yeah, no, I, I'm finding that as well. Well, I, I'm on the reverse. I don't have any entrepreneurs in my family tree. The closest is my father, but he worked on a commission base, so he was kind of an entrepreneur, but mm-hmm. at the same time, he still had that security of a uh, a job. Right. So I had to figure out how. This is why I started this podcast. Was exactly to talk to entrepreneurs who have taken the risk, jumped out, mm-hmm. spread their wings, and ended up flying, or even failing, but also flying at the same time. Okay. So I can understand like. The, the hesitancy to jump into uh, entrepreneurialship because it is—it's scary. Mm-hmm.
1: It is. Scary. It can be, and it's exhilarating at the same time.
0: Oh yeah, it's—it's it, it's like you have—it's the ro- the the most roller coaster ride of your mm-hmm. life. But the thrills and the chills are so much fun. Um, so that kind of answers the why you jumped into it because you wanted to grow, be better about yourself. Uh, you transitioned to teaching others how to be a better real estate agent
1: well how to be a better agent and then also now with women in business just again how to show up and be more purposeful in what we do and that was so important to me and i you know i learned about this kind of from life beating me up you know when i jump in i'm an overachiever and when i jump in i jump in and i go and i go full bore and i wasn't paying attention to the signs of overworking and you know neglecting myself And at the same time, neglecting my family. When I jumped into being an entrepreneur, my son was three years old and I really wasn't being a great mom showing up because I was always doing 10 different things at one time thinking I was handling it. Altogether. And so I had a complete and utter breakdown and really had to just redefine what success was for me. And so continuing on my path to my why, because I think it's always an evolving path as we grow and change. You know, my why used to always be about checking off the boxes. You know, I wanted to be a success. I wanted people to know me, recognize me, trust me. And even though I still want those things it's about so much more. You know, now it's about leaving a legacy. Now it's about really having strong relationships and it's about making sure that when i'm present someplace, i'm really present. You know, and just really looking at how i can, you know, change that that drive. So the drive again isn't just to fill up the bank account anymore. It's a much deeper, much more global, much more humanitarian drive that i have.
0: Oh, I like that I like that how you you're transitioning into a more global aspect and not just a selfish. Like when you start off it has to be selfish because mm-hmm. it's about growing yourself but once you hit a moment you're like okay now I can help others and well, that yeah. you're doing. And
1: you're- again we changed. Like I said when I was in my 20s it was all about making money because I was 20. I didn't have any responsibilities. <laughs> you know then it was about Putting food on the table and survival. You know, now I'm in a place where it's more about giving back, and you know, I love what I do, and it's very easy to become a workaholic as an entrepreneur because it's your baby, it's a labor of love. You know, and we have to again find that harmony between them. But I love what I do, and it's—I it, don't want to stop doing it because again, knowing that I can sit back and just help somebody in another country, in another world, as much as I can help the person that lives right next door to me you know, really just get real and learn how to love their life too. It's just, it's amazing.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. I do want to ask you, because I've had a couple speakers on, and I've, I keep forgetting to ask them this question, but how did you get into speaking?
1: Well, people don't really believe it, but I actually was deathly afraid of public speaking
0: to the That's point where- the that's the, the only reason I podcast is because I'm trying to get over that fear of uh, yeah. public speaking. I
1: was terrified. I mean, I I remember when I was doing some of my first speaking gigs two weeks before I would have major panic attacks. And it was really my mentor, Larry Kendall. And he told me, he said, you know, focus on the message. Do you feel that the message that you have is something that your audience needs to hear? And I was like, yes, it it changed my life and I know it can change their life for the better. He's like, then you have an obligation to get out there and share it. And so I think for anyone who, you know, first and foremost wants to be a speaker, you got to come from your heart. You've got to have a message, a meaning, something that you you know is going to help the people that are watching you and tell take them again you've got to take the ego out of it, the selfishness out of it, and not make it about you. It is really all about delivering something that is going to be of value to the people that are following you and watching you and then it's it's networking, it's a lot of networking it's getting out there and just first and foremost letting people know i'm here to do these things you know and again coming up with a topic that can connect with your target audience so that was a challenge that i had is i'm like oh i could talk about all of these things and it was too much and so now it's like no here's my topic so i i have a very narrow scope of things that i talk about you know not that i'm not capable of talking about everything but these are my main areas I can have offshoots if they ask me personally, or if I go into a breakout session or a panel, but you gotta get very, very specific on what you want to accomplish, who you wanna talk to, because the people out there that are looking for speakers, you know, kind of want that narrow niche. Okay,
0: I love it, I love it. Something to think about when I decide to jump into the world of speaking. Yeah, and you you gotta practice.
1: I'm sorry, but you have to practice. (laughs) Yeah,
0: (laughs) I figured as much. There's a lot of practice in that. So now that you're coaching and speaking, do you find that you've uh, received more freedom from your, in your life to do what you want and get the things that you've always wanted to have done?
1: Yes, it's a great question. And um, the easy answer is yes, I absolutely do have more freedom because I am in control of my schedule. I decide when I say yes. And when I say no, the challenge with that, and this is something that entrepreneurs need to understand is it can get out of control really quickly because nobody is telling us what to do. We don't have set eight to five hours and it's really easy to say, oh, I'm going to be done at four o'clock. And then all of a sudden it's 10 o'clock because you go down the rabbit hole or you get involved you know, with a project. So one of the things I try really hard to do, and this is also what I teach people, is you still have to show up as both the CEO of your organization as and as an employee. And you really have to pay attention. You know, You've got to put a schedule together. You still need to time block. And the number one thing that everybody needs to time block first is their life. Because you can go in so deep. And then all of a sudden, you realize you're not living your life. You're not seeing the people that are most important to you. And you're empty. So when I put my schedule together, the first things that go into my schedule is my life. Time with my son, time for myself, time for my friends, you know, even if it's a virtual coffee with someone because there's a pandemic or because somebody lives on the other side of the world. But the reason that we don't have a life is we don't schedule it. So I just really encourage you will have more freedom because you are in control and you have to really pay attention to it and put it together with a strategic format to make sure that you have the harmony between life and between business. But yeah, I mean, I can work from wherever I want. I can work from the beach. I can work, you know, from home. I it, it gives me that flexibility because I bounce from about three different homes and I'm always on the road with my speaking. So it gives me the flexibility. I was able to volunteer in the classroom for my son, which is something I would not have done at my traditional job. You know, I can be done when my son is 16 now, but when he was younger, It was no problem for me to end my day so I could pick him up from school, spend a couple of hours with him and then come back later and do homework with him. I could do my homework when he was doing his homework. So yes, it will give you the flexibility, but you got to watch it because it can get out of control really quickly too.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I can see the flip side as well going, oh, maybe I won't work this hour, two hours Mm -hmm. at your job. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh no, the deadline's here. I need Mm -hmm. to rush, rush and it doesn't come out as good. So I love that time blocking and setting it up as, this is the employee period of time. Now this is the CEO time. Yeah. So I like that idea. And I'm going to try and incorporate that more and more into my life so that I can get uh, to the next level. Um being an entrepreneur, you probably have had a lot of wins as well as a lot of sometimes losses or, you know, little bad moments. I want to concentrate on the, the good moments because it's always better. Uh, what is maybe one of your favorite moments of your career so far as an entrepreneur?
1: You know, I... I just I had the best job in the world and I think going to places and meeting people that I I never would have imagined being able to go places you know I have been to small towns all across the United States and Canada I never would have had a chance to go there and experience these. So I love being able to do that. I love the fact that I can be present for my son and for my family. My parents are older and live in San Diego. So being able to know that I can be there if they need me and if I need them, because even as adult children, we need our parents sometimes too, Yes, Um, you (laughs) know? So it's just, I love that. And then also I really, the feedback I get from my people the students that are in my classes, the people that I work with and that are in my audiences, when they show me either through a, a message, a note card, whatever, that they were actually able to implement something that I shared with them and how it changed their world. Those are the high points. I mean, those are the things that that's that's what I work for.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that. I, I, I love it, too. I'm, I'm coaching people on how to grow podcasting. And when I see them get the win, it's just like, yes, it's a win for me, even though it's not. It is a reverse. because that's
1: what we want, you know, and I tell people all the time and I know it's really silly to say if I won the lottery, I still would be doing what I'm doing because I love it so much. I might do it differently. I might be doing this podcast from Fiji instead (laughs) of from Boulder, Colorado, but I love what I do. And, And again, it's when you really connect with that and when you really know that you're serving at a higher level and you make it, you know, every day it's not who. If it's not waking up today and saying, can I get a contract to speak? It's waking up every day saying, who can I serve? Who can I help? Who can I impact today? Oh, I love
0: that. I love that. That's something that I think more and more people are forgetting in this. We've moved away from how we can help our neighbors or help our friends or help someone in need to grow themselves because them growing, is just going to help you grow because they're Absolutely. teaching you at the same
1: time. Absolutely. We grow stronger when we work together and when we help each other grow
0: yeah the the saying the the weakest link uh the strongest chain is only as weak uh, only as strong as its weakest link so there you go if we help our neighbors oh we all all benefit all benefit. Um, going in, you must have have had some interesting clients or because I know personally from my experience that sometimes I get those headache clients those clients that kind of like you you give them and then they're trying to take a little bit more yeah. a little bit more each time. how did you? come to deal with those type of clients? Uh,
1: you know, we call those the nibblers, the ones that <laughs> nibbling away. Um, you know, I think sometimes when you have those, because it could be an individual client, it could be a company that you're working with, you know, it could even be if I'm going to speak, you know, they say, Oh, can you can you do this panel? And can you do this, even though they're only paying you for, you know, one thing that you came to do. Yeah. So I think, again, really, Owning your own authenticity and really being true to the agreements that you set and reminding them. This is the agreement that we had at the beginning of our relationship of, of my role in your role. So I think that's one thing to do. You know, I think looking at the bigger picture and, you know, really saying, you know, does this help the bigger picture or not? And I think sometimes just calling a timeout and just saying, you know, wait a minute, this isn't feeling right. And this was a problem that I had early, definitely early on. I still have it sometimes, but not everybody's the right client for you. And I think when we are early in our career, we want to help everybody. So we say yes to every opportunity. And it doesn't mean that every opportunity is right. It doesn't mean that they're bad people. It just may mean that our process isn't the right process for them and vice versa. So I think really doing more time, that was something I did not do. I did not do enough time on the front end of evaluating to make sure that we really were going after the same thing and to clearly get alignment and to define the roles of each of us. And that led this problems down the road.
0: Okay. I like that. Defining the roles as soon as possible so mm-hmm. that people can know what they're, what they're going to get into and what they're not getting out of the thing. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. That's going to help me in my youthful career as an entrepreneur. Um, I, I do want to go into a little bit more advice because you you are a seasoned entrepreneur. Um, and I would like to know, do you have any advice for like beginners, someone who's on the fence, maybe deciding to jump into entrepreneurship or have just started their journey in entrepreneurship?
1: I, I think entrepreneurship can be beautiful. And I think that there are different ways to do it. You have to understand it's going to take time and it's going to take money. So you have to be aware of that. If you have the ability, to jump and have a support system then I say jump. I have so many people that say I'm going to ease out of my old job and then do it. That's really hard to do because you're going to be distracted. So if you have a significant other, a family, if you have, you know, equity in your home that you can take out, be smart about it. Don't be stupid. Be smart about it. Don't get yourself, you know, into a hole. But if you have the ability, I would say do it and put your all into it. But really get clear again on the process. If you are not able to do that, then come up with some timelines. This is where I want to be in six months. This is where I want to be in a year. And surround yourself you know, with support. But you've got to time block and carve out time to go to work as an entrepreneur every day. You need to understand your first two years are going to be tough. It's going to be hard. You're going to have to put in a lot more effort then you will once you get your process going. It's just like opening any business. You're going to have to be there. So one of the things that I did is I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I took everything that I did when I was in leadership and everything that you know I knew from working on a team, and I came up with my schedule. And I said, these are the things I have to do every week. I came up with about eight things. And I said, I know if I do these eight things consistently, the results will follow. And then I worked that system. For the first month, I had no money coming in. So I had to go to my bank account, my savings account. Second month, had to go to the savings account. The third month, I had to go to the savings account, but I didn't have to take out as much. The fourth month, I didn't have to take anything out. I wasn't profiting, but I was breaking even. And then it started to grow from there. So you have to be smart about it. But you can't do it necessarily as a hobbyist. If you need to tier it and it's going to take you a year to leave your current career, That's fine. You can still have amazing success, but you're still going to have to put in the work every week, even if it's only 10 hours a week. So you've got to make sure that you have a plan. And also, I would make sure don't just do it blindly. Get a mentor. Get somebody that you can go to and talk to that is going to hold you accountable, that is going to help you set up different um, guideposts so that, again, you know what you're striving for and really have a solid strategy and a plan. Oh,
0: I like that. I like that having that strategy, that plan before you jump, because if not, you're jumping without a parachute and mm-hmm. who knows if you're going to land properly or Absolutely. survive that jump. Yeah. Um, now you, have you had many mentors, many coaches in your career? And has there been one that maybe has, cause you mentioned your first one, Larry, mm-hmm. um, and I'm guessing you've, uh, you've obviously, cause you've been nodding your head. You, you've had others. W- what are some of maybe, uh, Uh, golden nuggets they may have shared with you along the way of your journey.
1: Absolutely. You know, so many, Um, you know, I've had people that have one of my mentors, you know, really taught me the power of rest and recovery. She had five kids, five boys, and every Thursday she would disappear for a couple of hours. And I'm like, where are you going? And she would go to the movies. And she says, you know what, I need two hours to myself every week. So, you know, she taught me the importance of making sure that I'm taking care of myself. You know, I have mentors that have helped me with my skill sets. You know, right now, you know, even though I have been a a professional coach, I have coaches. I have a coach that was a speaking coach and helped me with my speaking and building the business of speaking. I have my executive coach that helps me in running my business. I have accountability partner that helps me stay accountable to my weekly tasks. So I think it's really important because as much as we like to think we can do it on our own, we get in our way all the time. So, you know, mentors are amazing. So I think really getting clear on one of the questions I love to ask people that I work with is who is it you want to become? You know, and think of that image and then what are the habits, the disciplines and the skill sets of that person and find a mentor that can help you on that path to becoming that person. So if there's a skill set that you need, you don't need one mentor to do everything. Maybe you have a mentor that helps you with your online presence. Maybe you have a mentor that helps you with your expenses and understanding the running of the business. Maybe you have a mentor that helps you you know, with podcasts. So you can have different mentors in different areas. And keep in mind, mentors can come in different shapes and forms. They also don't have to be people that you know. Some of my great mentors and people that I encourage others to look at as far as the entrepreneurial journey, Darren Hardy, he is a great mentor and person to follow when it comes to entrepreneurship. Um, Mel Robbins is amazing. Tony Robbins, Robin Sharma, those are all people. Jim Rohn, those are all people that I consider to be my mentors because I've learned from them even though I don't personally know them. They are a part of my everyday life because I'm reading their books, I'm listening to their podcasts, I'm taking their online courses.
0: Well, it brings up, uh, well, uh, hold on a second, let me just take a breath. (laughs) <laughs> I've been podcasting exciting, all day. I know,
1: we get excited.
0: We get excited. Yeah. No, especially when I get to talk to entrepreneurs or podcasters, I get so excited and I've been podcasting pretty much all day. So I'm a sweaty mess. Um, you, you mentioned books and I am a voracious eater of books. I love books. I'm, I currently have like four or five on the go at a time because I just want to get as much knowledge as possible. Um, for, beginner entrepreneurs or even entrepreneurs later on in their journey. Do you have a book that you would like? This is a book you need to read because it's so valuable to mm-hmm. learn from.
1: Absolutely. Do I just have to give one or can I give a couple?
0: You, you're free to give as many as you want. The rules here are, we play fast and loose with the rules okay. in this
1: podcast. Because it's just, it's, it's hard to find one. So uh, definitely Ninja Selling. I think Ninja Selling is an amazing book. Um, Even though the the backdrop of it is more real estate, it's going to, it's, it helps every entrepreneur. And it really focuses, again, on opening up your mindset and really developing the skills of building a relational business long term. So that's great. Um, For entrepreneurials, I would look at the Entrepreneurial Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy. I think that's a great one. Um, Anything by Simon Sinek. I love Simon Sinek. His first book, um, Start With Why. Sorry, it's on my bookshelf. I always get it. It's um, Start With Why. And then his latest book, The Infinite Player. Amazing. Um, Great things in there about, again, showing up and knowing what drives you. Um, Atomic Habits came out by James Clear. Awesome. I think that is fantastic. Um, There's one called 168 Hours by Laura Vander something, I'm going to butcher her name, but it's 168 hours. That was a game changer for me because it really taught me about the idea of investing in time. Um, And I think that was a really great book. And I'm just seeing if anything else jumps out for me that I'm looking at on my bookshelf. You know, there is one, this is a little bit higher level, but it's called Traction by Gino Wickman. That is for any leaders out there, anyone that's really um, kind of getting their organization to the next level. So it's more of an organizational book, but again, even if your organization's one of five, and then for anybody that's gonna start running a team, you wanna check out Patrick Lencioni. He's amazing when it comes to building teams.
0: Oh, okay, I love that. Those are some great books and I already, I'm glad I record this so I can go back and not try and write down. I did write Ninja Selling, cause I like the like the sound of it. Who doesn't <laughs> like ninjas, right? And yeah. selling, who doesn't like to sell? When you're an entrepreneur, you have to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, Unfortunately, we're coming close to the end of the episode. And I, I hate when we get to this close to the end of the episode. It sucks. But um, I want to know, if I snap my fingers, we're 10 years, five years, so many years down the road. What does your life look like? What, what, what is it the, that you're looking, you're striving for right now?
1: Yeah. You know, it's going to look very much the same. Um, my son will have graduated high school. And in fact, that's going to be happening in 672 days, if anybody's <laughs> counting, because I am. Um, but, you know, again, it's going to be doing tell. Like the same. could tell you were um, counting. Yeah, exactly. I, I do want to be doing more speaking on, again, a more global and international level. I have two TV shows, so those will be getting lots of views and, again, being seen by millions of people so that they can tune in and grow strong from other women sharing their stories. I will have written several more books. I'm on my third book right now, but I would have written several more books. So I really just want to be doing more of what I'm doing right now, but just having a further reach. Not everyone knows me yet. So hopefully by then I'll be up there, you know, having coffee with, uh, with Oprah
0: soon, very soon. Oprah's, Oprah's just waiting for the call. (laughs) Um, You mentioned you have a TV show. Please tell me more about this TV show. I'm very interested.
1: Yes. So my TV show is called The Working Women Channel. And what I do is I started it during COVID and we just are getting ready to launch season three. And what I do is every season I interview eight women in business who are sharing their stories to success. They're talking about any challenges, obstacles, the lessons that they've learned, you know, just sort of, you know, letting others out there know that we can do it regardless of how we grew up, regardless of the things that happened to us, that the world is still ha- helping us grow forward and be strong. So that is you know, sort of my baby. And then I am actually, this is kind of a secret, so you guys are hearing it here first. I am getting ready to film my second TV show next week, and that is going to be with my partner, Carissa Atkins. And we are going to be launching Living Real, which is going to be real conversations um, about real life with real women. And so it's kind of um, the view meets Oprah meets Ellen. So we're going to, you know, just again, get in there, get down and dirty with real topics that women face on a daily basis and also have some fun with it.
0: Oh, I love this. And where can we find your show?
1: You your can, yeah, they're going to be um, housed on motivationandsuccesstv.com. That's one of the hubs. But then also they can get access to everything on my personal webpage, which is just claracapano.com.
0: Excellent. Claire, we're gonna I'm gonna jump off screen for a bit. You're gonna be able to have the whole screen. Tell us where we can find you and all that fun stuff. You have about five minutes. You can take the five minutes, you can take three minutes, whatever you feel like, but the uh, floor right now is yours.
1: Fantastic. Thank you. Well, I'm so excited. And, you know, for those of you that are listening and watching, please know that I'm here as a resource for you. I don't want you to ever feel you cannot reach out, you know, if if you haven't hired me to do something for you. I really just want to be able to be there as a resource because we all get strong together. So again, my website is ClaraCapano.com. So it's just my name, C-L-A-R-A-C-A-P-A dot com. on there you can get my free downloadable book which is called the art of saying no so at a bare minimum go and download that because we all need help with learning how to say no and creating boundaries so you can get that free download you can get access to my weekly blogs i do a written blog on monday and i do a video video blog called moments of clarity on fridays and you'll be able to get access to my TV show, as well as information about hiring me as a speaker, and access to my online courses. I have two online courses for women in business. One is called Becoming a Smart Woman, and the other one is called the Success Creation Project, which is really all about building your success plan or your business plan. And um, I also have a monthly mastermind, so you can get access and sign up for all of those there as well. Other than that, Follow me on Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, pretty much. If you just type in Clara Capano, you'll be able to find me everywhere, all the articles, podcasts, and everything that I do. So just stay tuned, stay close. And again, let me be a resource and let me bring you clarity.
0: Oh, my God. I love that. I love that little tagline at the end. I don't think enough entrepreneurs have their own tagline and I think it's needed to, to take from the wrestling world or take from the entertainment world, get that tagline. Cause then it's easier people to remember. Yeah. Um, Clara, I want to thank you so much for being an amazing guest on the podcast. Thank you for understanding. For people who don't know, we had to switch it, had a little family emergency, and Clara was so, so grateful, uh, so accommodating to change it, so I want to thank you again for that. Pleasure. I family
1: is everything.
0: It is. Uh, to my audience, of course, all the, show note, the, all the links to Clara's stuff will be in the show notes down below. Please do reach out. Uh, as she was talking, I went on the website, and I'm down, in the process of signing up to get the book Hey, free stuff. Who doesn't want to be able to say no, right? Absolutely. Um, I ask you all again, ladies and gentlemen, to remember to invest in yourself because that's the only way you'll be able to grow.